Hello, I'm Jessica Alana. Welcome to The Flow Within, where I discuss all things health and wellness, spirituality, and my general life experiences in order to teach you how to thrive and transmute your pain into love. I'm your host, a scientist, whose aim is to bridge the gap between alternative medicine and data-backed science. I also have my own practice where we can work together and I'm a professional biohacker. My mission is to help you find your flow within. Hello, Pedro. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast episode today. We're we're going to be discussing hyperbaric oxygen therapy, the microbiome, autism, Alzheimer's and other neurological conditions and how the hyperbaric oxygen and the microbiome gut brain access all complement each other therapeutically. I'm then going to ask you what the aim of your hyperbaric oxygen lab is and that you're visiting London in April, right? And we can't wait to have you at the wellness lab. And then I I wanted to ask you about the Portuguese market. And lastly, we're going to touch on the metaverse and crypto and VR and AI and healthcare. Okay. Um, Okay, Uh, regarding the lab. The lab is a research lab that I share with a couple of colleagues. Uh, I do hyperbaric medicine. I've always been interested as a medical doctor in hyperbaric medicine. I've had a couple of papers in it, first in sports medicine and muscular injuries, muscular injuries. And then I had one in diabetic foot ulcers, which was one of the obvious treatments. And I had another one in uh, Fournier gangrene. Um, currently, the lab is focusing in two different areas. First of all, is aging, and that that turns into the size of telomeres. And then we have two uh, different areas. One is right starting, which is in Parkinson and Alzheimer's disease, and also on late stroke, and to see if it enhances um, recovery or uh, delays disease. And then we also have uh, a project which links it to the microbiome and we want to understand the shift that may or may not happen uh, in the gut microbiome when you make expositions of patients for you know, a certain amount of days to the to hyperbaric treatments. We do, we do have some empirical knowledge on that uh, but we want to make sure which are, which are the qualitative and quantitative changes that happen in the gut microbiome. So interesting. So, so interesting. And all of my favorite topics, actually, I love the microbiome. I was interested in it, like from my first university lecture. And from that point, I just had an innate feeling that is going to be really important and that is going to be one of the next paradigms of medicine. So it's super interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, the first paper I read on it was shown to me by one of my uh, old microbiologist professors. And it showed me that now well-known experience of that anthropologist that went to Africa and to one of those tribes that have no diabetes or chronic diseases. 
and he kind of treated his daughter with fecal matter transplant and uh, stuff related to that. And that, that was my first contact in the very, in the very beginning. And since then, I've been fascinated with gut microbiome. I've published some papers on that, and that's really one of my interest areas. Yes, me too. Me too. So you mentioned stroke. How is that going? Well, actually, it's starting. Uh, that's based on the works of Shai Efrati that I know you know uh, you know very well. Yes, yes. I've read and, a lot of his papers. And, yeah. And Shai has a wonderful center back in Israel. Uh, I've been planning to visit, but the pandemics have been quite you know, frustrating in what concerns traveling. And um, Shai has magnificent, magnificent effects. What we plan to do is go back into the preclinical or shall I say the non-clinical and use animal, animal models and uh, try to understand a little bit more of the molecular bases that are uh, uh, used in, the, in this process. So that, that's what we're going to do. And then we're, we're going to try to set up a clinical trial. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable because from my research, they, when an individual who has suffered a stroke undergoes hyperbaric oxygen, mm -hmm. it, it dramatically improves the quality of their life. It, you, you have to be very careful of what type of stroke they've had. Uh, but yes, uh, after a certain period of recovery, it seems to me that especially if you do some kind of, you know, uh, neurologic physiotherapy afterwards, you have a window after you do mm. your hyperbaric session, which, which can be very, very useful. And, and that goes back to neuro, neoneurogenesis, on the, all the axonal growth and the myelinization process that can obviously be enhanced by, by hyperbaric medicine. Still yet to be very well defined how, but we have evidence accumulating data that uh, points in that way. Wow. Yes, I understand. Great, great. I love the way you explain things. It's um, you're introducing new concepts into my mind. <laughs> so thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, what have you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? No, 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 no. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing in particular. It's, it's just. Uh, I think it's just the the fact that uh, uh, I've lectured in university for so long. That, that oh yeah that, yeah that ends up to being a way of being you can definitely tell definitely tell i i, I love it <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome it's my pleasure and um what have you found out about the microbiome and the hyperbaric oxygen okay uh actually we just have a hint now okay we have some pre preliminary experiments, but we have a hint. So if, you, if you're going to have more uh, oxygen and you're going to have more oxygen, uh, um, which will be you know, transmissible and will achieve the gut, you will have two things. First of all, you have a decrease in inflammation. If you have a decrease in inflammation, then that decreases significantly the leak of your gut. Mm. So that, that is the first thing. The second thing, having less inflammation, that will shift uh, also the type of uh, bacteria that you have. 
and they're going also to you know to be more less pro-inflammatory and they're going to prevent inflammation so basically the first study we want to do is really you know characterize the shifts and then try to understand why this happened we do have a couple of empirical um notions from the patients that uh, when they they go to make sessions they they say they have a lot of problems you know with constipation and that mm-hmm. after they, they they tend to that that's a question that is uh, very often asked them and they say you know i feel much better now uh my ball movements have quite improved and when they start hearing this once twice three times then it stays in your mind And now we just want to justify this. And we obviously uh, do believe that it's going to be a non-inflammatory answer. We do have some also uh, some anecdotal evidence of patients that have inflammatory disease or even Crohn's disease that have uh, benefited from hyperbaric. We never know if it's the therapy. They don't stop the therapy, as you know. It's an adjuvant uh, therapeutic. But uh, either if it because it decreases edema, either if it is because it decreases inflammation, we still don't know exactly why. But results do appear, and in the end, that's all that matters. Okay. Yeah, we've seen the same in our clinic. We had. Um, a parent come in actually with his child and he was using hyperbaric oxygen as a modality in alleviating his child's symptoms of autism and as a result even though he was using it for his child he actually experienced a decrease in his IBS and we have a, um, a very good video testimonial from him so it seems to be that uh, the results from our clinic match yours. Yeah, uh, regarding autism, I have never treated uh, an autism paper, uh, patient. Not, be- not that I do not believe on the benefits. Uh, they may exist and I even find a rationale for that. Is that our, our camera here in Portugal is used for uh, the accepted indications first. okay yeah and we don't have space you know uh, because it's a public hospital we we don't have space for that and unfortunately we cannot do all the trials that we would like to do Uh, but yes the the results seem to be there and we've been approached by some parents which unfortunately we were not able to to help though you know when you speak about autism you always have to to it's a very large spectrum but in some cases, it might be helpful. And regarding that, in microbiome, there is some strong evidence between an association, again, between sometimes of, some types of autism and uh, changes in gut microbiome. But there we can understand because it, it goes better with the neurotransmitters and the gut-brain axis. So it's a little bit yeah. easier to understand. Yeah, understood. Yeah. So how come you are visiting London in April? <laughs> I, um, I'm going to lecture there, basically. I'm going You're going to, to where, sorry? I'm going to lecture. Lecture. I'm a, 
Uh, oh, you're going to lecture there? Yeah, I'm going to lecture. Oh, wow. Wow. In which university? King's. Wow. Well done. If I'm in London in April, I will try my best to come, although I, I might still be in Dubai. But we'll definitely, um, you'll have to go to the wellness lab. You'll have to meet uh, everyone well, and the team at the wellness lab. It's in Knightsbridge, right? Yeah, it's in Knightsbridge, so it's super close to King's. Yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. Easy. It's easy to Yeah. And um, what do you plan into lecture? Uh, actually, uh, uh, they have a group there at the Center of Pharmaceutical Medicine because one of my uh, professional areas is regulatory affairs. And obviously one of the parts now, which is now trending is medical devices. And it's probably going to be about evaluating clinical, um, clinical evaluation of medical devices. Oh, okay. According to the new medical, uh, medical devices regulations, the new MDR. Oh, great, great. Yeah, sounds, sounds really good. Uh, it may be a little bit boring, but yes. No, uh, for those, for those no who don't are say that. In, in medical, <laughs> for those who are interested in medical devices, regulations are always a little bit boring. Yeah, when you say regulations, you mean like Regulate. the efficacy of the device? Uh, yes, it's the efficacy, the safety, and the compliance with the CE marking, not applicable anymore in the UK, but, you know, the rules for, for it to be uh, okay. marketing authorization. I understand. Cool. So in Portugal, you think the market for hyperbaric is poor. Am I correct? I think the market is poor. Not there is no interest, in, but that mm. Portugal is a poor country, and people and we have a great national health service. So people are not used to pay. Uh, they pay in their taxes, but they are not really used to pay. And I think that currently uh, opening, you know, a private clinic or a wellness center would would not have the amount of. Uh, popularity that you may have in London or Dubai. They're total different markets. And we do have to understand the difference between London and Porto or Lisbon. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because biohacking is super trendy now in like London and Dubai. And I guess it hasn't hit Portugal yet in terms of people paying thousands mm -hmm. for the latest biohack. Yeah, clearly no. Uh, we do we do have you know sports medicine always interested in that. Some patients always interested in that. I loved uh, the anti aging techniques, and I'm not saying the cosmetic ones. Uh, I try to treat some of my patients with with uh, you know with the best knowledge that I have, mm. and. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's a totally different scene and it's absolutely different. I mean, I would love to uh, just feel the, the vibe, which is in the anti-aging and biohacking in London currently. Uh, I've only been to Dubai once, so I don't really know how the market is there, but I assume that it should be also very, very interesting. But uh, there's something, something, there's, it's definitely something that I'm, interested in knowing a little bit better and you know, bringing some of my knowledge to that and especially learning i'll surely learn a lot yeah you should definitely come to dubai so the market here is that there's a lot of disposable income 
and there's a lot of high net worth people and there's a lot of affluence here however there's not that much biohacking going on here um, mm-hmm. obviously you have the Aviv clinics but that's on like a whole different ball game but there's not many biohacking clinics here like the farthest it goes here is IVs which I think is pretty basic but in mm-hmm. terms of biohacking there's nothing and there's not even um, like a biohacking summit here there's not even like a biohacking meetup um, a group of biohackers there's not even many wellness cafes like the market here is centered around like super luxury and like super fancy but only in terms of aesthetics there's no like super luxury clinic here or like a super wellness cafe where you can buy like nootropic coffees and stuff like that oh there's an opportunity for you now yeah, so there's there. a there's an open market, right? <laughs> you can start it there, and you can you can open a small space in Portugal. It won't be profitable as Dubai or London, but can always be interesting. Port- Portuguese are known for being early adopters of technology, so you know, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But yeah. that said, I'm one of the few persons that I know that wears a whoop. Sorry for the advertising, but I'm, I'm oh, one of the okay. Very- no, you I'm don't have to worry about that. One of the very few persons that wears a whoop, and there's always someone asking, "What's that bracelet in your in your wrist?" <laughs> so, you should just say it's for fashion, obviously. Uh, you know, I, I haven't bought the the really uh, trendy posh. I'm a fashionista. No, uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know the one. The, I have a very plain black one. So ah, okay. <laughs> I, I need to get a better model. The model is the new one, but you know, when it comes You can to just fashion, say it's minimalistic. I'm into yeah, minimalist fashion. Yeah, yeah but they, uh, I've, I've been looking into one of their better looking models. So, so <laughs> they have yeah. some interesting ones. And, and you can always, now, now they have the wearables, so you don't have to wear it in your wrists. So, you know, exactly. It's, it's, getting, it's getting better all the time, but yeah. it's quite interesting, you know. It's one of, one of the things that uh, one of the personal trainers I, I like to work with, he always wants to, to check the whoop and everything, and he always brings <laughs> clients you know, outside. Yeah. They, they wear whoops, and he gets a lot of very information from them, their heart rate variation and everything. It's very interesting. I wish I could have all my patients wearing one and I could follow them more. But I think that would be the future. I think that's where health is going, actually. Wearables, definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. definitely from from the you know the the most uh, biohacking to the simplest ones, even older people that you have on their houses, you know, just with simpler wearables that contact mm. their doctors. And you can have hospitalization, home hospitalization and stuff. So, yeah, interesting. It's clearly one of the futures. Bracelets like that are one of the futures. Yeah. Yeah. So, you mentioned telomeres and anti aging and hyperbaric. I'd love to hear more. Well, um, Shai, again, and other authors have uh, demonstrated that. By doing uh, hyperbaric medicine, uh, you can 
increase the size of your telomeres. And when you have longer telomeres, you have less um, mistakes in the replication. So you end mm -hmm. up, you end up, you know, being younger between all, all commas and everything. So that that is something very important. The, the telomeres they 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 were the basis of a Nobel Prize that, that was attributed. Uh, and if if you can increase them without having the toxicity, obviously, then you can have uh, positive risk benefits that can be used for, for patients. But now we have, it's, not, it's just not putting patients in the camera, it's trying to discover the right protocol, how to do it, what kind of antioxidants, and if they have to take antioxidants, uh, there is so much there is to know regarding that. Is that stable? Does it keep increasing? Does it reach its plateau? When to when do you have to do it? So part, there's a big part of the research there. Yeah, it's very interesting. Telomeres are considered to be the holy grail of aging, right? Yeah, so basically it, it's going to be that and glutathione that's going to be used combined. And, you know, yeah. Case to case, we're going to try to find out in the patients because this is really going to have to be a personalized medicine. So basically you're going to sequence the genome of your patients and then you're going to have a picture of their, it's called microbiome. You know, it's that microbiome, isn't really what I like because in the feces, the easier one to take, it does not really represent as much as the reality of what you have when, for instance, but you cannot do a colonoscopy to every patient. But we do have now a couple of studies for inflammatory disease that are based on colonoscopies instead of fecal samples. And we can see there is some, you know, microenvironment like in tumors. And a lot of patients, by the way, of papers, congratulations on your last one. I, I read it in LinkedIn and it was really- Oh, thank you so much. That is so sweet. Thank you so much for reading. I'm honored. <laughs> no, no, no. You should, you should try writing. A, I know you're very busy, but you should write a narrative review on something like that. You know, that would be really interesting. Even if- I will, your, I will. That's a good suggestion. Thanks. For your mm. patients. So it's, it's really interesting. Well, you mean a narrative review? Did you say? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there, there are a lot of advantages in doing a systematic review, but it, it's loads of work in doing a systematic review that, yeah. that, that will take a larger team and uh, larger amounts of space and time. But, you know, doing a narrative review, it can be easily done by one author, and I'm sure that you can write something very interesting, including your experience in the in the wellness lab. So I think I think that's something you should absolutely consider. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what do you think about the metaverse, crypto, virtual reality, AI, and our healthcare? How do you think all those things are gonna to come together? Okay, uh, AI. AI is already here. Uh, we're using it. 
and it will help us understand better our patients. You know, uh, I'm not a fan of words like big data and AI. Sometimes, sometimes they're not used properly, but I think that uh, machine learning, uh, data science, when well used and with proper tools and with proper collection tools, um, will be very relevant for us to enhance our experience and learn more and try to obtain more from our clinical data and thus getting more to better results to treat our patients. So I'm, not, I'm absolutely fascinated by all those researches that are doing in AI. Metaverse, not, I don't really know what I what that is. I think I think there's already a generation gap between you and me in that. Oh, um, but um, yeah, I can give you an intro. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, so. You have Sandbox, which is like one company that makes the virtual reality worlds, and then you have Decentraland, and basically, it's got to the point where now you can buy pieces of land within this virtual reality and you can get people to build whatever you like on the land so people have like built parts of japan on the land and i think there's some rainforests as well and maybe um we can have the wellness lab within decentraland or within the metaverse and maybe you can have your own lab there well, I think that could be really interesting, you know, because some of the, if you have data, then you can go to a virtual, a virtual consultation, you know, consultation. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, surely there's something to be there. And you've told me that it is the right time to buy space. It's not going to be cheaper anytime in the future. But I don't think so. Not no. and NFTs are still something I, I haven't taken my time to fully understand. Uh, yeah, which rate uh, they are going to be? You know, really part of my future. I know they are going to be part of the future. Still, not know type of my future. But yeah, I mean, yeah, J J P Morgan has an office within Decentraland. I think it is within the Metaverse now. So it's slowly, slowly getting there. And basically, you can buy NFTs. It's basically um, a piece of art or music mm -hmm. that you buy with Ethereum. Uh, uh, I've considered doing the NFTs of cells of famous people. You definitely should. You definitely should. I can send you some resources. I actually know some pretty good friends who can help you with your listings if you want to list if you want to list your your NFTs under some good platforms, I can help you. I, I think some some kind of you new know, biological tumor cells might be interesting in that. I, I don't know about yeah. anything of this, obviously. Uh, this has to be very well checked, but I, I think it's quite interesting. I'll be really interested in that and send please send me some information. I'll be sure to be following you regarding that. And who knows, I the, first, will. the first lab in the metaverse. Exactly, exactly. That's what I want. It would be good, not only for marketing purposes, but also we can give our clients a demo 
of what the hyperbaric oxygen would be like. Obviously, they will never receive the medicinal benefits in VR. But a lot of people, they don't really understand what the machine is. So we mm -hmm. can give them a demo and like, we can give them a post and pre-consultation in the metaverse as well. Um, it just depends if they have a VR headset. So that's what I'm thinking. And also you can buy land and you can make your clinic and then you can rent rooms in your clinic to other practitioners all around the world and they can have their consultations in your clinic, just like in everyday life. Very interesting. Mm. Make sure, I'll be sure to, to be following you on that, you know, so, so yeah. I'm quite, quite interested on. If you want to do your NFTs, the first step would be to get a wallet and to get some Ethereum. Okay. That's the first step. Yeah, <laughs> I can send you a, a guide. <laughs> I'm quite big into crypto. Please do. Oh, and then, then next time uh, I'll go to London, you have to, to teach me a, a one or two lessons on that. I don't know. I will. I'm not, I'm not an expert. Will. I should have bought blockchain when and Bitcoin when, when people start saying me it was good. I missed that train. So now, so now yeah. I'm, I'm just um, open to, to, to learn more. I would, I would, you, you can, it's on sale right now. It's pretty cheap. All the, all the tokens, all the cryptos. You can still, you can still buy some now. We're actually still pretty early because web we're on like web two or like web 2.1 right now and we're going into web three okay. and web three is going to blow up crypto because obviously web three is about linking crypto to the internet um like apple pay are going to start using bitcoin for example and all of this so yeah so i would suggest obviously i can't make any financial advice i know everyone always says mm -hmm. that i can't give any um definite financial advice because um i know i know yeah but I would, yeah yeah there's like rules and stuff yeah but i would uh i i wouldn't i would invest now you definitely haven't missed the boat don't worry <laughs> you'll teach me more then i will i will okay so thank you so much i've learned so much from you and the way yeah. you explain things is so awesome Thank you very much. I've also learned a lot and I'm very much looking forward to visit your wellness lab in London. Yeah, and keep me updated with all of your research from your lab. I'm very excited and um, yeah, uh, well done and good for you. Thank you so much and well, good luck in all your endeavors in Dubai also. Well, thank you so much, Pedro, and I will talk to you soon and I'll send you everything you need to know for the NFTs and Web3 and crypto. That's very kind of you. Thank you so much, Jessica. You're welcome. Cheers. Have a great day. Diet, in this case. <laughs>